What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 17 of season three. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, birthday week, Bruno. Kurt, I'm going to put you on the spot. It's in the next week. Do you remember when my birthday is? I know you're tired. I know oh, I gave you no shit. warning. But it's a single digit in January. And it's not today. And it's before the 10th. Are you the eighth? I'm the eighth, baby. Let's go. Okay. I thought I thought you were the eighth. So I, you can't see us. I could have just been like holding up fingers to tell Kurt, but I wasn't. Kurt just got that out of his brain. So next week, are we gonna do my birthday week? Hey, let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. No, no looking at Facebook in the next <laughs> week. Bro. That's fine. I will. I, I'm, I'm gonna forget not... in like five minutes. So. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So. Oh, so anyway, so it's my my Kurt. It's my last week of being younger than you. People forget. Uh, as stats guy once thought when she first met me that I'm younger than Kurt. <laughs> People forget. You're not. Wait, should we not tell her about this? And then when we get to her segment, let's like bring it up without telling her and make her get all flustered but she yes, won't have yes, heard this but yes. the audience will have heard this and then yes. they're gonna laugh when we get there when we get there yes perfect hopefully we get there a little bit quicker than last week <laughs> well we didn't even have a stats guy segment last week <laughs> we, 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 but we talked plenty we yep. talked to plenty yep um bruno i'm sad why are you sad kurt because i'm not in person with you right now i know it was so great last week though we did it's, talk forever yeah we did talk forever and that does tend to happen when we're together but it I, just, I want your beautiful face up close in person. I don't want to look at you through this stupid screen. Of course. Of course. Of course. But Kurt, we here we are again. What we must for the listeners. For the millions. <laughs> for the po- millions. Potentially billions Ooh, of fans out there. Billy with a B? With a B. Billy Belichick. <laughs> Those boys had a good week this week. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but we, we, we will get there. We will probably be very quick about that game at the end, even though it's the Patriots segment. But I agreed. I digress. Mm. Bruno, without any further ado. Mm. I need you to do what you've been doing for the last like seven weeks and cue us in. Three, two, one, bang. All right, now it's your turn. Let's go. Well, speaking of Billy with a B, the Bills this week, Kurt, played a terrible game against the Falcons. This is one of those we don't need to spend a ton of time on. They beat the Falcons 29 to 15. Kurt, kind of a letdown game for the Bills. They were coming off beating the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. They had a great game. They played like shit. Josh Allen threw three picks. But the Bills rushed for 233. Devin Singletary scored twice. Basically, you know, that kind of carried the Bills. The Falcons were eliminated from the postseason with this loss. Kurt, kind of shockingly late into the season, to be honest. Um, The second to last week, they made it this far. Congrats to them. Our boy Corderell 
Cordero, Corduroy Patterson could not deliver uh, a Bills loss for his former Patriots teammates. The Bills, though, however, Kurt, are far from having clinched anything, Kurt, because as we'll get to later, there is a lot on the line still. And Kurt, they are playing a Jets team that, again, we're pretending like people don't know what already happened. A Jets team that had a highly competitive game this week against our boy TB12. So, Kurt, we shall see what is to come for the good old Buffalo Bills. We will, Bruno. Yeah, correct. This was a letdown game. I, um... I think, hmm, I don't know where I stand on this because obviously the week before we saw up close and way too personal how good way Josh Allen personal. can be. Way, like, yeah. objectively. Offensively personal. Yeah, like it was not good. Um, <laughs> how good he can be. Um, when Josh Allen is firing on all cylinders and he is at his best, I'd argue he's a top five NFL quarterback. When he's doing the dumb shit that he was against a, an inferior opponent like the Falcons this week, yeah. it makes you wonder, like, is it just like a flash in the pan for him? So that was my biggest takeaway from this game. Yep. Um, Bills ended up taking care of business. Was it pretty? No, but no. they got the job done. Yep. Bruno, speaking of bad things, mm. forget the <laughs> forget the bad news bears. Sunday was all about the bad news giants, baby. Damn. Uh, Chicago, thank you, thank you. Chicago <laughs> beat up on the Giants 29-3. And sure, Bruno, Mike Glennon was terrible. And that that's not shocking to anyone here. Um, but Andy Dalton's stat line, Andy Dalton was quarterbacking this week um, for the Bears was also horrific, even though they won 29-3. to yep. um, But the story for me in this one, Bruno, nothing that happened on the field. It was about Joe Judge uh, during his post-game press conference. Clown show. Clown show. This fucking man stood up there for <laughs> 11 minutes and was talking about how his how his team is never going to give up and you know our golf clubs aren't in front of our lockers yet and all this weird shit like that. People definitely don't do that. Um, <laughs> and then talking about how, well, you know, the season might be, not be a success on the field, but we're building a culture here. And, you know, every free agent we have next year wants telling me they want to stay. And I have guys calling me who left who say they, they shouldn't have left. I'm like, dude, you were just saying all this to try to save face. But you're not fooling anyone. And I who, who owns that team? The Maros or something, I yeah. think. Bro, the fact that they said that Joe Judge and Daniel Jones are coming back next year, have fun living in NFL mediocrity forever and that might be generous because you're not even mediocre yeah. at this point um joe judge has coached the giants for two seasons bruno he has lost 14 games by double digits so not not <laughs> not oh even God. one score games 14 Yikes. games by 10 or more points and he's only won two games by double digits so Yikes. shut your mouth yeah that is tough and again a former patriots guy kurt i you know it's just one of those things where it's like buddy could you have just stayed our special teams coach? Because our special teams are fucking ass, and now you went to the Giants, and now the Giants are fucking ass. So maybe we need to do a little reverse, reverse, shout out Uno, uh, get him back on the Patriots. But we shall see. Kurt, we've had two terrible games so far. We are moving right into the game of the week. And Kurt, my, oh my, did the Chiefs-Bengals game deliver. The Bengals in Cincinnati, one of their biggest games in Cincinnati in quite some time. Had a crazy game, 34-31, Bengals on top. Kurt, this game was absolutely nutty. It's really hard to even pick one place to start because there's just so much crazy shit that happened in this Correct. game. The Chiefs started hot in the first half. It was all Chiefs. Kurt, they had three different, not one, not two, but three different 14-point leads. Three, all of them in the first half. And it was just like, oh, man, the Chiefs, you know, everybody was talking about the Bengals offense and the Chiefs are here to play and blah, blah, blah. 
The Bengals of old, Kurt, may have just simply folded and not done anything, but this is Joe Burrow's team, baby, and Joe Burrow is never gives up. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase went the fuck off, Kurt, and they came all the way back from all those 14-point deficits and ended up winning 34-31. Kurt, let me give you some fucking stats because there's so many stats in this game. Hit me. That Hit we, me. Just, we need to say them. Joe Burrow, 466 yards and four touchdowns. Bananas. Jamar Chase. 11 catches for 266 of those yards and three touchdowns, Kurt. Kurt, let me give you some records that Jamar Chase broke. Mm -hmm. Not only did he break the rookie receiving yards in a game record, not only did he break the rookie single-season receiving yards for a season record set last year by who should have been a Patriot, Justin Jefferson. People forget Kurt really wanted him, didn't uh -huh. get him, sad, but Justin Jefferson from last year. But, Kurt, he also had more receiving yards yesterday than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards. That's some. <laughs> When what a you, fucking bump. When you lay it all out there like that, it's like it makes no sense. It makes no sense, Kurt. It was fucking crazy. And the Bengals are balling out. Bruno, I'm, I'm interjecting here interject, for one second. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it whether you like it or not. Do it. He has to win Offensive Rookie oh, of the Year, right? 100%. Okay. 100%. Is, I'm, I, I mean, I will stand Mac Jones till I cannot stand no more. Yeah. But Jamar Chase is the – fuck the Offensive Rookie. I mean, he <laughs> might just be the fucking Offensive Player of the Year, period. Not rookie. Yeah. Like, Period. Yeah, he's that good. He's that good, Kurt. So all those records were crazy. Really quick about the game, though, Kurt. I will say, I don't know if you saw the end of it. I so did. It uh, was a stats guy and I were watching it in, like, they were playing it on the screen at Gillette, and we were watching. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, so you saw some of it, I guess, or all of it. Basically, the Bengals, 31-31 game. They were driving down. The clock was ticking, ticking, ticking. They had a first and goal situation. They got stuffed three times on fourth down. I kind of love the call, but not the execution. They go for it. They don't get it on fourth and goal. Instead of just kicking a field goal to take the lead, they're like, we're going for the touchdown. Saved by a Chiefs penalty. I forget what the penalty was, like holding or something, whatever it was. It gave the Bengals a first down, and essentially they just knelt it out. Or knelt? knelt Wasn't it? Knelt. It was offsetting penalties. Oh, maybe it was that. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely one on each team or some right. bullshit. Like holding and then like a defensive holding. And then, the, yeah, yeah. and then somehow they were just given a first down. I forgot exactly what happened. But basically, if it wasn't for the penalties, the Chiefs yes. would have had the ball at, like, the one-yard line with, like, two minutes left or whatever. So, like, again, there's no guarantee they would have scored. But, you know, it is Patrick Mahomes. So, basically, with the set of downs, they knelt it three times and then kicked a field goal as time expired to win. So, again, it's important to mention. But, Kurt, I know we're going to talk about this in future games. I don't want to spend too much time on this specifically. But it is important to note for these two teams specifically, not only – did the Chiefs potentially lose the one seed? And probably, because now the Titans are in the one seed, and they just have to beat the Texans to seal the one seed, which is crazy. And I just we just saw today that Derrick Henry is coming back. So the Titans, everything's coming up Tennessee. Shout out to Stats Guy's player who was on the Titans, whatever. Sean, Andrew East. Andrew East. Um, so not only is that LOL, laugh out loud, funny for Chiefs or haters, which is us, but number two, Kurt, the Bengals, the Big Dick Bengals, have survived a midseason slump two Kurt Dunn chains and all the crazy games this year, and they won the AFC North. So, Kurt, just give me your quick thoughts about the Bengals. The Chiefs are probably, the like, the Chiefs, again, they've proven it to this point that they're the Chiefs, but, like, what do you think about the Bengals? I am dumb. That is my whole <laughs> that is my whole comment on the Bengals. No, Joe Burrow playing out of his mind. I still think I'd rather play Cincinnati than Buffalo. I don't know. That might crazy. be true. You're I, crazy. Yeah, that, might, that might be. I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think Josh Allen just struck fear into my heart last week that, I, that he can do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be fun to play the Bengals in Cincinnati. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, gun to your head. Put it to your head. Yep, thank you. Would you have kicked the field goal or would you have gone for it on fourth down? 
So I would have kicked the field goal. Me just too. Because it's like I yeah. just puss in, like puss in boots, Kurt over here. I'm like I'm kicking the field I'm goal. I'm kicking the field goal. Mahomes probably would have drove down and scored because it's Mahomes. But yeah. I would have kicked it. Yeah, me too. Bruno, the Dolphins' win streak had to come to an end at some point, <sighs> but it really just didn't have to be the week that we both picked them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it just really just some bullshit. But Miami's Cinderella run is over. They went into Nashville and lost thirty-four to three to the Titans. Yikes. I don't think anyone saw that kind of game coming. Um, it was an old-fashioned ass-whooping. Bruno, we saw this. Well, I saw it up close and personal. You saw it on the screen. Yep. Dante Foreman, uh, the guy who's been replacing Derrick Henry, he He's went off in Gillette. He went off again this week. He rushed for 132 yards in a score, while Ryan Tannehill, the game manager extraordinaire, game managed just well enough. It, that was kind of a joke. He, they yep. won by 31 points. Um, <laughs> to yeah, like you mentioned, they clinched the one seed for now. I'll, like again, they have to they have to win this week in week. What is this? 18, 18 next week. Weird. I don't like saying that. Um, but this is great news for Tennessee. I also think this is great news for every other team in the AFC, like in the playoff picture. Because would you rather go to Arrowhead for AFC Championship game? Or to Tennessee for an AFC Championship game. I mean, Kurt, you, you want no part Arrowhead, right? No, none. Zero. None. Zilch. Zero. Um, and like you mentioned, Ian Rappaport came out. Schefter came out. Derrick Henry's coming back. So somehow these motherfuckers managed all the way through the season, and they're still the one seed in the AFC. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know how it happened. But if they can rely on Derrick Henry in their run game and, and, and Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill can just not mess it up, yeah. Titans are going to be a tough out this postseason. Yeah, 100%, Kurt, 100%. You could also probably argue, for talking awards, Mike Vrabel, Coach of the Year, you yep. can for sure have yep. that argument. So, no doubt. Um, in a another Coach of the Year candidate, uh, Rich Basitia of the Oakland Raiders. Honestly, Kurt, doing a pretty fucking good job despite everything that's happened this year for the Raiders. In the John Madden Memorial Bowl, RIP in peace, sincerely RIP in peace, we talked about this happening potentially. The Raiders were inspired, kick a game-winning field goal with time expiring. They beat the Colts. 23 to 20 Kurt and all of a sudden we went from being scared of the Colts the Colts beat the Patriots they were surging gonna win the division all this sort of stuff all of a sudden things flipped entirely with this yep. victory the Colts cannot win the division anymore and now the again the tech the Titans are looking really good the Colts didn't even clinch the playoffs yet they need to have they need to win next week and have some shit go right for them to even make the playoffs next week Kurt they are playing the Jaguars so I will say you know speaking of Jaguars which we will later they're playing the Jaguars but I will say again the game itself didn't really matter the Raiders are now in a good position to make the playoffs but Kurt let me just give you one quick scenario that's hilarious that came because of this game and I'm sure mm -hmm. you've heard it too mm -hmm. the Raiders are playing the Chargers next week on Sunday night football in the last game of the day before they play, the Colts are playing the Jaguars. If the Colts lose next week, both the Raiders and the Chargers can make the playoffs with a tie, and they'll know before the game what happened to the Colts-Jaguars. So it's just going to be so fucking funny if the Colts lose and we get to Sunday Night Football, and they're like, all right, no defense, boys, 70-70. to 70. Let's wrap up the points. <laughs> Let's do – Bruno, believe it or not, I had not seen that. Oh, yeah. I had not seen that. That's yeah. hilarious. I had seen, like, the winner of that game goes. They go to the playoffs. So right. I um, think which is if the Colts – win i think well actually it? no both of those teams need to win yeah, yeah, yeah sorry yes the winner the winner does go but if they tie and the colts lose colts i don't know what happens if the tie and the colts win i don't know what happens in that scenario, scenario but that's all i saw was yes that guy will figure it out yep, yeah yep. bruno that would be just the most electric thing of all time <laughs> and they're gonna kurt i you know what else i saw sorry not to keep interrupting espn on pigskin pick'em i do that just for fun just to see how many i can get right they usually do as the tiebreaker at the end 
points scored in Sunday night football. This week, they moved it to one of the afternoon games because they know there's potentially fuckery afoot in this in the Sunday night game. <laughs> afoot. Um, <laughs> wow, that's pretty interesting. I um, I'm excited that you know if the Colts win. We have like a literal playoff game to start the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, because it's winner go home. So yep. I'm excited it'll be good. Yep. Um, I'm rooting for the Raiders. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, speaking of fuck it, you know who said that this weekend? <laughs> oh, who said it, Kurt? Antonio Brown. Ooh. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second, Bruno. But yep. I want to talk about Tom Brady because yep. you, you know me. Yep. Bruno, you we've, know we, me. We, we've okay. seen this over the last 20 some odd years. We've Tom Brady has made himself a career. Of just absolutely torturing the New York Jets. Well, he was back at it. He was up. To, he was up to no good this weekend. Um, on Sunday, Brady and the Bucks orchestrated a 93-yard touchdown drive in just over a minute with no timeouts, no Fournette, no Chris Godwin, and no Antonio Brown. We'll get to that in just a second <laughs> um, to beat the Jets 28-24 on the road. Obviously, amazing comeback by Brady and the boys. Yep. Um, I'm a little bit sus- uh, while, like you know, we were at the the game watching the Jags Pats game. Yep. We had a TV on, and, you know, we were watching this Jets score, and we're like, there's no way. Like, there's simply no way the Jets are going to come out right. and pull, beat the Bucks, right? Um, it was it was too close for comfort for the Bucks, and I'm sure they weren't pleased about the way they played. Brady did play really well. Uh, Bruno, humble brag, that boy Braxton Berrios, I was just – I was hyping you him were. up last you week, were. and he, he delivered again this week. Another great game for him. Let's get to the elephant in the room quite literally. Yep. Quite literally. Okay? Yep. Bruno, eh, I don't know. Somewhere in the midpoint of this game, um, and t- there was a there was an altercation on the Buccaneer sideline. Antonio yep. Brown, I guess, with Bruce Arians. Um, and then it, right now it's a he said he said type of thing. So basically, the story out right now is Bruce Arians told Antonio Brown to get in the game, and Antonio Brown said, "No, I'm not healthy enough." And so Bruce Arians told him to quote get out. Well, Antonio Brown took get out to the highest extent possible this man stripped got na- got <laughs> half naked threw all his shit into the stands and then during the middle of a, like a, a place about to go off literally uh this man runs like through the ends on a metlife stadium like chucking the deuces up leaves go to goes to his locker grabs his shit gets an uber flies away randomly and the next day is at the court side of the at the nets game i mean this man we he should I need a book i need a movie i need a 30 for 30 i need everything about Tony brown this guy's off the rails dude it is crazy and again we had all been like all right antonio brown had his drama no one was saying he was he was completely better right there is a story about him faking his vaccination card and all this sort of shit right but we had been like okay he won a super bowl last year tom brady's got him at least behaving somewhat we thought he was better oh no kurt oh no because he has had plenty of time to get used to tampa bay and plenty of time to get used to bruce arians and none of this is new and all of a sudden kurt just absolutely bonkers what was happening kurt him i'll it is just crazy watching that video seeing the play like happening the play clock ticking like him in the end zone waving to the fans brady like looking backwards like what the fuck is going on yeah bro what is baby what is you doing yeah bruno if you're tom brady you gotta be fucking pissed right Kurt, he he took the high road at in public, which like doesn't surprise me because he's all about his image and he's like, oh, show some compassion, all that blah blah blah. He, I'm sure, is absolutely furious because Brady wants to win and to do this shit in the second to last game of the season. When, as you said, Kurt, not only have they been patient with Antonio Brown all year, waiting for him to get healthy, they're also dealing with Godwin out, Mike Evans, Mike Evans at half 
health, right? And they like need Antonio Brown, right? So it's yes. like I, the timing of this, not that it would ever be good, but it was just particularly terrible right now. And again, as you think Brady, who's making this uh, fucking man in the arena about all of his Super Bowls and talking about the best competitors and teammates he's ever had. I think he likes his fucking receiver that he's put so much time and effort in just quitting on him. I'm sure he's pissed. Of course he is. And this is going to really hurt the Bucks' chance in the postseason. I'm not saying to rule out the Bucks or anything, but this is oh, going to yeah. hurt. The, like, this is, oh, yeah. That's a big loss for them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Kurt. So... Uh, big loss for them. At least they beat the Jets, so good for them. They're still alive to move up in seeding. We will see what happens moving forward. Speaking of playoff teams, Kurt, this next game, Eagles at Washington football team. The Eagles win 20-16. Game, who cares, right? This game didn't. The, the game itself didn't matter, Kurt. I have three things to talk about with this game, and none of them are related to the actual game. Good. Number one. Thank you. Number one, the Eagles clinched a playoff spot, right? Good for them. Kind of an up-and-down season for them. Jalen Hurts, was he the guy? Is he not the guy? Maybe they don't know yet, but they're in the playoffs. They're kind of scrappy, Kurt. I could see them being competitive in the playoffs. I don't expect them to go far, but, like, you know, the Eagles, they've had flashes of offensive brilliance, and their defense is playing okay. So good for the Eagles. They made the playoffs. That's number one. You got something, Kurt? Yeah, no, it's just you don't want to see Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. Yeah. Nope. No thanks. No thanks. Um, Kurt, number two, as our group chat pointed out on Sunday, as a former Gamble All-Stars Rails guy, I was personally offended to the maximum degree seeing that video of the fans in the stadium collapsing the rails in that section and Kurt almost kind of murdering Jalen Hurts low-key. If Jalen Hurts isn't paying attention and he gets hit by literally fans and the railing collapsing, he could have, like, broken his entire knee, like, all of his legs. Can you imagine hanging. if he had, like, a season-ending injury from that? What Dude, that's what I'm saying. That would be crazy. Who would get sued? Who would get fired? I, I want to know. The, dude, the Eagles should just sue the Washington football team. If that, like, I bet the team would sue the Washington football team. Yeah. Like, bitch, give me all your money. So that's a crazy video. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you could just Google it and find it. I'm glad he and everybody else was all right. So that was number two. And Kurt, number three, the Washington football team, out of the clouds, because they're having a terrible season, they just announced they're announcing their new team name on February 2nd. So, Kurt, are they the Washington football team moving forward or are they not? Thoughts? No, they are not the Washington football team moving forward. I'm very intrigued to know what they're going to be. Me too. I, I cannot wait to find out. It'll be the most exciting thing that's happened to that team in a long time. Since Taylor Heineke went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady in a playoff. That was pretty electric. <laughs> that was pretty electric. Didn't win, but went toe-to-toe. <laughs> Let's talk about a game that went toe-to-toe, Bruno. Oh, How about that segue? Uh, Tyler Huntley has definitely cemented himself at this point as one of the top backup quarterbacks in the league. For sure. For sure. But ultimately, Bruno, it wasn't enough. It was not enough. The Ravens fall to the Rams 20-19. Now, obviously another game without Lamar Jackson. It is what it is for the Ravens. It is what it is. But the Rams won their fifth straight game, Bruno. That's a good thing, right? That should be celebrated, yeah? Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 They're 12-4. and four. They're yeah. a high seed in the NFC. Yeah, good yeah. thing. Yeah, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But. But. Mm, Matt Stafford's play. The last couple weeks. Bruno, I'm not a big graph guy. But I know <laughs> when it's going straight down, that's not good. That's not good for anything. Um, he He's declined a little bit down the yeah. stretch here. He had yeah. two more interceptions this week. One was a pick six, which brought his total to seven turnovers in the last three games. Bruno, you are a very smart handsome man mm. Thank mm. You. you're welcome is that gonna be good enough in the postseason 
here. I don't think it's going to cut it, and if so, they're going down for real. Yeah, it's, he's going to cut something, and it's going to be <laughs> the balls off of his team because they're gone. They're they gone. It's a castration out here. Oh, no. Oh, God, Kurt. <laughs> off the rails. Bruno, <laughs> real quick. Not the only rails that were oh, off this week, Kurt. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Get it together, Curtis. Um, let's oh. one quick thing about the Ravens. Yep. Three of the last four Raven losses, Bruno, have come by two points or less. Yeah. So this was a team that was a number one seed in the AFC for a while, yeah. and now they're not even going to make the playoffs probably. So just you talk about how quickly things can come unraveled, mm -hmm. like those rails did. Um, yep. It's the Ravens this year. Yeah, and Kurt, any other team, I'd like feel bad. Kurt, I I'm sure we're the exact same way. I'm shedding no tears that this is John Harbaugh and the Ravens. None. I need. Play the no tears by Ariana Grande now. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> just, just listen to it. Okay, just go, li that. go listen. Pause this. Go listen to that for a sec. Come back. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed the song. <laughs> well, Kurt, it has been a disappointing season for the Ravens for sure, or at least end of the season. Uh, another team that's hoping it's not an end, uh, disappointing end of the season is the Chargers. They beat the Broncos this week, 34 to 13. Again, this game, who cares, right? Drew Locke played. Did he really play though? He was absolutely terrible. Broncos could do literally nothing. The Chargers defense played well, like they'll figure, right? It's against Drew Locke. Uh, their offense put up numbers. Again, the Chargers can do that, especially against bad teams. Kurt, that essentially just brings us to what we already said. They are now playing the Raiders Sunday night. And again, like you said, if they win, it's simple. They win, they're in. If they tie, Mm. Depends what happens with the Colts. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if they lose, I think they're out. So for a team that we were kind of saying, like, could challenge the Chiefs in the division and kind of had the division early in the season and, like, had higher expectations, it is a little crazy saying they're in a must-win game at the end of the season. But, Kurt, you know, as long as they make the playoffs and then, you know, whatever happens after that, that'll be the story. But, like, at least for right now, it is kind of crazy. We're saying in Week 18, the Chargers are in a must-win game to make the playoffs. You know what I'm kind of manifesting at this point? And I know I was told you I was rooting for the Raiders. I really think, realistically, the Chargers should probably win this game. I need the Chargers to be the seven seed, and I need the Chiefs to stay two. I need the rematch of Chiefs Chargers. I and the Chargers winning. I yes, I <laughs> need it. That would be fucking awesome. It, it really would be. You know what's not awesome? Having to watch the Houston Texans play football, <laughs> yeah, Bruno. True. The 49ers inch closer to a playoff spot this week. They knocked off the Texans 23 to seven in San Fran, Bruno. It was not Jimmy G under center this week. It was hmm. rookie Trey Lance, and he was starting because Jimmy G is shockingly I know it's a shock to everyone he was hurt Shocking. Um, he had a pretty good stat line 16 and 23 for 249 yards two tutties and an interception 249 yards on 16 completions is pretty damn good yeah um, I will say this now though say it. the 49ers have a massive game coming up this week with the Rams the Rams oh, yeah. obviously in the playoffs 49ers could lose and the Saints could win and the Saints could go in so yeah kind of a must-win-ish game here for the San Francisco 49ers, and they don't know who they're playing at quarterback. Yeah. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said he has uh, he has to develop two game plans. One for if Jimmy's playing, one if Trey Lance is playing. I don't consider that to be ideal circumstances no. going into a no. must-win game. <laughs> um, also, I think I would ride with just I think I would just ride with Trey Lance. I know it's a, I know it's a must-win. I know he's a rookie. I know it's the Rams. But if, if Jimmy is injured to the extent he's injured, what's the point of putting him out there? So, that's the way I kind of look at it. I, I guess I don't. I don't know the health of Jimmy Garoppolo, but if there's any uncertainty with how healthy he is, I would just go with Trey Lance. Um, for the Texans in this game, Bruno, all that matters is they lost, and that helps their draft position. Yep, that's it, Kurt. And again, it's going to be fucking hilarious next week with them playing the Titans because didn't they beat the Titans like not too long ago? Uh, Wasn't that the the game that the, yep. the Titans yep. lost? So like, yep, yep. 
imagine the Titan, the Texans going 2-0 against the Titans this year and preventing them from getting the one. Kurt, the Patriots, I know we're going to get to this. I'm sorry if I'm ruining something that's later. We could still get the one seed. Literally. It's it, possible. It's possible. And that would involve the Texans beating the Titans, Kurt. So maybe we're Texans fans. Yeah, no nice. doubt. Absolutely no doubt. No doubt. Um, Kurt, something that we thought we had no doubt about coming into this week was the Cardinals-Cowboys game. We thought there was no doubt at who was going to win this game, Kurt. Turns out, uh, doubt us, because we were wrong as fuck. Yes. The Cardinals win 25-22 to 22 in Dallas. Kurt, boy, how do things change week to week? Coming into this game, the Cardinals had lost like four in a row, five in a row, however many in a row it was. They were looking terrible, slumping in there in a, the late season again for the second time in the last two seasons. The Cowboys were coming off a thumping, thump down of mm-hmm. the Washington football team last week where they put up 56. We were all talking about Cardinals could make the playoffs on a losing streak and how the Cowboys might be the best team in the NFC. And now, Kurt, here we are. Uh, I will say this week, the Cardinals actually did play pretty well as Kyler Murray, he was kind of balling out, I'm not going to lie. And, you know, this stat was everywhere. This isn't coming from my brain. This is where I saw everywhere. He's undefeated in Dallas in his lifetime in that stadium, I think, in between high school, college, and pro. Kind of crazy. I think he's only 8 or 9 or but still, like, that's still kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Um, the way, you know, what I will say is that while the Cardinals did play well, it felt like the Cowboys kind of came into this game thinking they had already won. They had a really slow first half. The Cardinals were doing their thing, you know, putting up points on offense. Uh, but, you know, the the Cowboys did rally late. They brought the game within three at the final score with, like, two minutes left. But they kicked it off to the Cardinals, and they just simply couldn't stop the Cardinals. And the Cardinals literally just got first downs and ran out the clock. So too little too late for the Cowboys. They also lose Michael Gallup, who made an amazing touchdown catch in the process of tearing his ACL. So, like, he caught the touchdown. But uh, towards ACL, that sucks for both him because he's going to be a free agent and for the Cowboys because he's a big part of their offense. Uh, I will say, Kurt, this was a huge win for the Cardinals because somehow, some way, the Cardinals could win the NFC West if they win next week and the Rams lose, which is crazy to say, right? Like, yeah. we assume this game is a loss for the Cardinals, but they are still in it for the division, which is crazy. The Cowboys, I don't really think this did too much. They already had won the division. Maybe they could have moved up seeding-wise, so I guess you could argue for seeding purposes, but I think, you know, they're locked into the fourth seed at the lowest, so they just want to be playing better next week heading into the playoffs. But again, Kurt, kind of a surprising result. Yeah, I I. I don't know if I'm more impressed with Arizona turning it back around or the Cowboys just kind of laying an egg. I feel like the Cowboys just kind of laid an egg in this one. That's Yeah, me too. So, I mean, obviously not ideal as you're trying to ramp it up into the postseason here, but yep. I, think the, I think the Cowboys will be fine. Um, Bruno, I want to talk about a little NFC South matchup here for a second. Okay, Do you want to talk about it? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I sure don't, but I'm going to because I'm, I'm a giver. Okay, <laughs> Matt Rule decided to start. Matt Rule is the head coach of the Panthers for all those yep. listeners who don't know. Uh, he decided to start Sam Darnold this week in place of Cam Newton, and shockingly, Sam Darnold sucked. Yeah. Um, his incompetent quarterback play allowed Taysom Hill, yes, Taysom Hill, and the Saints to knock off the Panthers 18-10 to in New Orleans. Uh, I will say Taysom Hill did play pretty well for the Saints. He threw for over 220 yards with a touchdown, and he led the team in rushing. Um, the latter part there, not really surprising, but um, a, good, a good game overall for Taysom Hill. Yeah. Bruno, for the Panthers, this disaster of a season just needs to come to a close. Oh, yeah. Um, big, Just end it. Uh, Darnold looked like a real asshole in his press conference, too. He was asked directly, like, what do you need to do better? But Just a very objective, straight yeah. question. And he's like, well, you know, me and Cam both need to play better. Okay, buddy. Um, the question was not asking about what Cam Newton needs to do better. It was asking about you, Sam Donald, who played the entire game. Cam Newton got one snap in this game. 
One. And Cam Newton was hooting and hollering and celebrating for Sam Darnold because he's a great teammate. We saw that last year. He's a great teammate. Yeah. So first guy high-fiving Darnold off the bench when he scores a touchdown. And then you're going to put his name in your mouth in the press conference? Something about that just doesn't sit right with me. Not a Darnold guy. Not a Panthers guy. Panthers are in some trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Bruno. Uh, Yep. I forgot to mention one stat. My Sam Darnold stat. In his last seven games. (laughs) I'm ready. Two touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Has not scored a touchdown on 35 straight drives. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Ugh. I know I say this a lot. I am confident you and I could go out there and do that. We would luck into something. I think we would. I I know we would. I know we would. So, God damn it, does their season need to end? Absolutely. Um, Kurt, another team that probably needs their season. Actually, you know what? Two teams that need their seasons to end, Kurt. The Lions and the Seahawks, Kurt. In a game that had 80 combined points, the Lions scored nowhere close to 80 as they lost 51 to 29. What a weird fucking score to the Seahawks. Russell Wilson balled out. He threw for four touchdowns, three of them to DK Metcalf. Rashad Penny had a career-high 170 on the ground, two touchdowns. Tim Boyle, just the absolute game of his life, 262 yards passing, two touchdowns, three picks. Uh, You know, again, coming out of this game, the Lions are neck-and-neck with the Jaguars. I think depending on who wins and loses next week, it could go either way, who gets the first pick in the draft. So, you know, at least for the Lions, they fought hard all year. And if they end up with their first pick, then that's kind of the best of both worlds in some some senses, right? No doubt. Um, And, Kurt, in the first of two games that I will be covering this week for you, uh, this could have been a probably Hall of Fame quarterback's last game at home for his current team. Russell Wilson, rumors all season, you know, he's out after this year. He goes out in his last game in Seattle, potentially, and has a great game, you know, soaks up with the fans, high fives after the game. Kurt, do you think, A, first, yes or no, was this his last game in Seattle as a Seahawk? And second of all, if so, where do you think he is next year? Uh, Yes, this was definitely his last game in Seattle. And two places pop into mind for me for Russell Wilson. Number one, Pittsburgh. We'll tell you why later. Talk about it, yep. And number two, (laughs) Cleveland. Oh. Because we'll talk about the Browns here in a second too, but (laughs) Baker Mayfield is playing his way out of being an NFL quarterback. So. Dude, Russell Wilson in brown uniforms would look so fucking weird. I don't want to see Sierra wear orange and brown either. I want to see her wear those fun neo- would, teal colors. Would she go to a single game in Cleveland? Kurt, probably not. I don't think Sierra <laughs> knows where Cleveland is. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno. Yep. I feel like lately some of the Sunday Night Football games have sucked. Yeah. But this one just wasn't that good either. The best yeah. part was Carrie Underwood singing to me at the beginning. That usually is the best Always part. Always is. Um, Always is. But, Bruno, in this one, the Packers clinch the number one seed and that perfect, much-needed first-round mm-hmm. bye in the NFC after taking down the Kirk cousins list Vikings, 37-10 at Lambeau. Bruno, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau Field. Um, that is not what you want to see if you're an NFC team. Um the, the Packers played pretty damn well up, up in Lambeau. And I know Tom Brady beat them last year in the, in the NFC Championship game. But that's Tom Brady, dog. That's Tom Brady, man. So, you know, I, I, I think it's huge for the Packers to, to lock that up. Um, Aaron Rodgers played elite in this game. There's, you know, whatever Aaron Rodgers is off the field, he does make up for it on the field. And it feels like a very, very long time ago that we were talking about, is Aaron Rodgers... 
trying to blow the Packers up from the inside. I miss those days. I miss those days. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So he he was on fire in those freezing conditions this Sunday night, and Devontae Adams was as well. He oh, just boy. cemented himself again. It's just like, hey, don't forget about me. I know there's a lot of people out here. A lot of there's a lot of love for Justin Jefferson on the broadcast. Devonte Adams gave gave a lot of love um, to Justin Jefferson, but I think Devonte oh, yeah. is like, okay, y'all, like, hey, now don't forget about me. Right. No, absolutely, Kurt. Uh, and again, I think we needed to see a dominant victory from the Packers. Again, even though it was against the Vikings, we needed to see them blow out a team because they had been two weeks in a row of not blowouts so good for them we'll see how their you know last week goes and then heading into the playoffs they'll have some time for Aaron Rodgers to get healthy Kurt last game of this week before we get to the Patriots uh I mentioned or we had hinted already it was Brown Steelers big news about both quarterbacks for these teams right the Steelers won the game 26 to 14 the game was terrible but there's nothing to say about the actual game it was so bad it was horrendous again emblematic of both these teams this year both teams Kurt the Steelers Big Ben, he announced a while ago, so this wasn't a surprise, right, that this is probably his last game in uh, Pittsburgh. And so this was, you know, talked about all day, all week. The broadcast was, you know, freaking out about it. It was just nonstop talking about Big Ben. They were showing him towards the end of the game, getting all teary-eyed, a million interviews after the game. Good for him. You know, whatever. We're not Steelers guys or Big Ben guys here. Great name. Great name. First name, may I say. Uh, but other than that, not really Big Ben guys. So, you know, happy for him, I guess. But not who, who really cares, right? Uh, the Browns, meanwhile. Kurt, uh, is this the end of our AFC preseason Super Bowl prediction right here? Because I think the Browns are done. Oh, Kurt. they're beyond done. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. And Kurt, I know Miles Garrett uh, for Halloween was, you know, making those uh, tomb uh, headstones for right. all the quarterbacks. you got to make one for your fucking team now, my friend, because yeah, you're, go- you're gone. Go take a sleep in it, one of them yourself, yeah. buddy. Um, but yeah, Baker, again, this wasn't news either, right? But we had been hearing all season, and whether it was his agents or, or what, but we'd been hearing all season about it. He wasn't healthy, playing through a torn labrum. He could have had surgery. He chose to play through it. Well, my friend, uh, though I respect you playing through injuries, it didn't amount to anything because he played like shit pretty much the whole year, and the Browns did not make the playoffs. So he's having surgery this week. He's missing their last game of the season. As you said, who knows what's going to happen with Baker moving forward. Again, he, you know, he's an intriguing player. He's not going to get a big deal, but, like, I could see a mediocre to bad team being like, sure, we'll take Baker if there's nothing else there. But like you said, he hasn't really done anything to be like he's the quarterback of the future. So that sucks for the Browns. Kurt, before I get to you, really quick with the Steelers, they also have an outside chance somehow to still make the playoffs, which would be hilarious because then uh, the Steelers, again, would have some more games after next week. They would have to beat the Ravens next week, which, you know, maybe they'll do. Maybe they won't. Mm. Then they need the Colts to lose the Jaguars, which you already said, right? And then they need the Raiders and Chargers not to tie. So how fucking funny would that be if the Raiders and Chargers did that tie thing and they're just like, sorry, Steelers, you're uh, getting fucked here. That, <laughs> again, would just be an absolutely electric scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that hmm, for this game, I... <laughs> I really never gave the Browns a chance, and I think at one nope. point, well, I didn't give them a chance. I know someone who did give them a chance and picked them for me. Yikes. Loser. Um, <laughs> Loser. But I just feel like the Browns have been the biggest disappointment of the entire NFL oh, season. Yes. Too much talent on that roster. Stefanski was coach of the year last year. He should be like the worst coach of the year this year. Um, Baker Mayfield was incompetent. Um 
I think at one point yesterday, 11 straight incompletions. That shouldn't happen. Yikes. That shouldn't happen in an NFL game. Uh, TJ Watt obviously is what he is. Uh, the Steelers are just a better team. All like yep. just a better team. So the better team won yesterday, and uh, it's going to take some luck for Pittsburgh to get in. But well, yeah, whatever, whatever, you never know, whatever. Yep. Um, we did that much faster. Yeah, Kurt. I was trying. It, there's a lot to talk about, but I think we did pretty good right there. Hey, hey let's uh, let's pat ourselves on the back right here. Little, right? Pat little, little pat, pat, little pat, pat. Yeah. Um. I need I need you to do the thing. The thing. Three, two, one. Cue the different music. I like the CBS music. It always it always kind of does it <laughs> yeah. for me. It always kind of does it for me. Bruno, <clears throat> so obviously. Yep. The Patriots got shellacked the last two weeks. The Indy, they really didn't get shellacked. But the Indy game and the Buffalo game left a lot yep. to be desired for Patriots fans. Yep. Obviously, you know, the Patriots had won seven straight games. They were on a high horse. They were feeling good. Fans were fans, national media, everyone's talking Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust. Yep. Well, we're going to bust Super Bowl. You know, bust. Yeah, there was bust. a lot of busting going on. <laughs> yeah. But I think things kind of came back down to reality the last two weeks. Like, you know, yeah. this is a team with a rookie quarterback. This is a yeah. team with a ton of free agents. Like, uh, like um, you know, did they did they have a seven-game win streak? Yes. Is beating anybody in the NFL hard? Yes. But they didn't play fantastic opponents or if they did play good opponents it was you know dramatically altered because of right. who was playing in that game right so when the Patriots were sitting there at nine and four and the number one, yeah the nine and four and the number one seed in the AFC I think it's okay the expectations had started to change I think it was warranted yeah but I think it was just a little rushed um I don't remember what I feel like we were about similar in the preseason. I think I said 11 and 6. I think you might have said the same or around there. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where most of the expectations were for the Patriots this season. So now, as they come to the finish line here and they have a chance to go 11 and 6, people should be ecstatic about that. Like with a rookie quarterback and the things Mac Jones has done and, and Bill Belichick hitting on a lot of draft pieces and him hitting in free agency. And I feel like, you know, the last couple of weeks, like I have I, I really enjoy listening to, s- to sports talk radio. It's been insufferable the last two weeks. It's like you it's like you think we're Jaguars fans. It's like yeah. I know the last two weeks were really bad and I called them frauds and I you know, I, I, I get being in the moment. But like to talk about it for a full week, acting like this team is a bunch of like losers. Yeah. Just really yeah. confuses me. Yeah. Um so that being said, this was the yep. perfect time. Yep. to come back and have a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and I truly believe, Bruno, the mark of a good team is beating the teams that you should beat. And in an NFL season where we have had twists and turns and upsets and things that just make absolutely no sense, mm-hmm. the Patriots took care of business on Sunday like they should have. Actually, Fuck yes. they, they took care of business – and left absolutely no doubt. The game was over. No doubt. I mean, the game was over after the first quarter. It was, it was definitely over at halftime. Yes. Um, I, I don't want to talk too much about this game because I really don't believe there's a lot you can take away from it. 
There are a couple big points I want to talk about. I will I will yep. read you a, a stat list, a couple stats here, because you know, sure. we, we like throwing some of those in. Yeah, yeah. So Mac Jones, for the last month or so, I'd say, hasn't been playing his best football. Yeah. I think I got my swagger back. Because <laughs> Mac Jones played really well this game, Bruno. He had he was yep. 23 of 30, a couple drops in there too, 227 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks, 94.5 quarterback rating. Um a get right game that you talk about. Um, yep. He looked so ca- Bruno, the X's and O's thing we talked about being calmer in the pocket, your feet not yep. being crazy. A huge shout out to the offensive line. He had like really no pressure all day against him, but he, his feet were, he had really good feet this game. Yeah. I was like happy feet nerding out about it in the box and people were really like, people were looking at me like, <laughs> fuck is this kid talking about i'm like abby kurt was I'm there like, abby, kurt was there that's what i was talking about I was like, that's what i was talking about the feet and then she's like no one cares <laughs> i'm like yeah i do so yeah. um so mac jones had a great game when this running game is doing what this running game did this week they're gonna mm-hmm. there are gonna be problems for the opponent um Ramondre stevenson 19 carries 107 yards two touchdowns damian harris nine carries 35 yards two touchdowns uh harris did leave the game early uh, because of an ongoing hamstring injury that he's had for the last couple of weeks, totally precautionary. It sounded yep. like just there is z- yep. zero reason for that man to be in the game. And it was twenty-eight yep. to seven at half, thirty-five seven right after the half. Yep, don't have him out there. I was even like, take Mac Jones out earlier. Like I didn't want, I didn't want these guys who we are going to need in this stretch run to be jeopardizing injury or something stupid in a blowout game against Jacksonville. Um, and then Bruno, Kendrick Bourne. Five receptions, 76 yards. Jacoby Myers, eight receptions, 73 yards. Jacoby, early in this game, too, before we had really cemented ourselves as like, we're, we're, we're fine, we got this game. Jacoby had some huge third-down receptions. And then Bruno. Yep. Christian Wilkerson. With a K. With a K. Captain Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Nikhil, excuse me, I make some room. G- bye-bye now. <laughs> bye-bye. And the, thanks for coming. See you. See you later. So uh, in this game alone, he had four receptions for 42 yards and two touchdowns. I think that might be Nikhil Harris' career total for yeah. all of those things. So yeah. um, now do I think Christian Wilkerson is going to greatly help this team? No. No, I don't. But I, but I think it's worth noting, like, he's the kind of guy, like, who got his opportunity and he ran with it. Like, Nikhil yeah. Harry the last two weeks – have has played like eighty percent of the snaps. Has he has he has he taken in that advantage to has has he ran? Has he done, Let's just start with has he ran? Has he done anything right? <laughs> he had that one really nice catch in Indy, and I was like, give him yeah. more targets. Wow, what an idiot! What an idiot! Uh, Me, what a fucking, what a fucking idiot. idiot! So, shout out to him. He's been working his tail off. I guess Bill Belichick said he we, he's been around for almost two years now. We picked him up in September of 2020. 2020. Yeah. Um, from the Titans, that he we took him from the Titans, and um, you know it's thing. it's it's good. It's good that he got his opportunity, ran with it. He kind of looked like a competent outside receiver. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Huh. I never want to see Nikhil Harry again. Yeah, um, see you, see you later. So, um, just a really really awesome awesome job by the offense. Six for six in the red zone, mm-hmm. eight of ten on third down. Like I go back to that Bills game last week. Third down was the difference in the entire game. The Patriots on offense were terrible on third down, and then they could, they could not get off the field on third down against Buffalo. So yeah. a much better job, Bruno. Give me give me a couple of your quick takeaways from this game. So quick takeaways. Number one, Christian Wilkerson. Birthday is January 10th. It's also his birthday week. So <laughs> shout out Christian Wilkerson. Number two, Christian Wilkerson. 
went to Southeast Missouri State. Kurt, I don't know if you were aware that he went to Southeast Missouri State, but I just wanted to look that up really quick because I was curious, and that is fucking hilarious. So uh, shout out Christian Wilkerson. Anyways, back to quick takeaways. Number one, Kurt, I'm not going to lie to you. If you go back, I don't know if it was pick six last week's podcast or both. I, w- I probably said it both. This is pretty much exactly what I thought was going to happen. I felt like we had played two quality teams. We were going to have really hard week of practice and hard week of coaching, and we were going to have a get-right game where we'd win. I think my exact <laughs> words were like three touchdown plus yes, margin of victory. I don't think I think on the pick six. Burger. On the pick six, you said that. Right, and I was like, I in no world was I predicting a 50-burger, but I was like, I, we're going to win by a lot. Stats guy did come on and say 24-20 Patriots. So. <laughs> yeah, Stat- yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at one point, though, she might have said 28 to 3, which was the half. So 28 to 3. She, so she, I told her, I was like, you know, it's the Jaguars and they suck, right? She goes, okay, final score 28 to 3. Yeah. That was the score at the half. Yeah. So the final of the first half. So shout out Stats Guy for the only thing she got right this C- week. Correct. Um, <laughs> but so, Kurt, this is exactly what I thought. And I think this is segueing into what you wanted to get into after this game talk, right? Is what I had thought was. We were going to have a dominant victory over the Jaguars, leading to sky-high expectations, not only for Miami and heading into the playoffs, because, again, you put up 50 points no matter who you're playing. Like, other teams have played the Jaguars, and they have not scored 50 points, right? Like, it's just that's just a fact. So uh, The Bills lost to them, 9-6. to 9-6, to six. Yeah. yep. People forget. So I don't. Um, you don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't. So all I'm saying is, so far, it's unfolding like I thought. That isn't to say before and now I'm saying I think we're going to lose to the Dolphins. Like, I think we're going to beat the Dolphins, right? That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying, moving forward, kind of getting into this next conversation I feel like you're about to bring up, I do think that some people might kind of go back to a little bit of those expectations that you were talking about before we lost those last couple games where it's like, oh, these Patriots got to watch out. They're going to do a bunch of crazy stuff. Maybe get too caught up in the hype of playing the Jaguars. Because, again, it's, it's, it is impressive what we did. But it's one thing to do it against the Jaguars. It's another to do it against playoff caliber opponents. And the last two games we played before this were against playoff caliber opponents, and we didn't do this. So I could not agree more. Um, I think I want to talk about one more overarching thing do for it. this season, and then I'm we're, Bruno and I are playing a game that he doesn't know. I don't know, yet. but I'm excited. So he's excited. So <laughs> I think I asked you this as you were sitting on my couch last week, but. Yep. Do the Patriots need a win in the postseason to quantify this as a as a successful season? Or can you stop the fight right now? They have a rookie quarterback. They're in the playoffs. The, the rebuild took one year. Can you where where do you look? Where is your stance on that? Are you are you satisfied, or do they need to, do they need to win a game? So it's it's who you asking your heart or your mind because the heart says you need to win the playoffs right you don't want to just battle the whole season make the playoffs and lose right you don't want to say that but the mind kurt like you said before the season if you said we'd be going 11 6 with a chance in the regular season finale no matter how small of even having the one seed which we have we have a chance to win the one seed in the last game of the regular season i'd be ecstatic right so again a rebuild is not supposed to be one year a rebuild and retool that's supposed to be a multi-year process so i'm ecstatic no matter what like obviously i want to beat the dolphins we should we should beat the dolphins right so that is one caveat i'll say but no matter what happens in the playoffs it's undeniably a success now Am I going to feel good if we lose to the Bills or the Bengals or whoever in the playoffs? Absolutely not. It's going to be fucking terrible, right? But, like, you simply cannot deny that this was as good or better of a building block of a year as a whole than I think 
maybe we could have realistically even ex- like yes we maybe thought 11 and 6 but like that was also kind of like a little glass half full at the beginning of the season right we had no idea how mac jones was going to play so i think you could you definitely can argue 11 and 6 in a playoff game that's a hell of a first year of a rebuild bruno i agree patriots fans should be happy the patriots should be happy i will say this now with that being said that it's a successful season i do think you kind of let it slip away a little bit um losing the last two weeks because you you had put yourself in a perfect situation if you split with the colts and the bills right now in going into the last regular season game of the season you are the number one team in the afc you have a bye you play at gillette the entire time which actually this year might not be a good thing because they were four and five at gillette yeah people forget (laughs) but like i just wish they could have made a little more of their opportunity that they were given I think that's where I, where I land on it. Right. And, Kurt, here's another thing that I don't like to say, and this doesn't make me feel good, but I'm going to say it anyways. Of our current 10 wins, Kurt, f- let's just take a quick, quick look, because I know we're going to get to the yep. game. Quick, quick look at our, t- our 10 wins. Jets, who cares? Texans, who cares? Jets, again, we scored 54, who cares? Chargers, they arguably maybe might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, they were good at the a, time. That was a good win on the road. The good one at the time, but I'm just saying yeah. hindsight is 2020. Again, whatever. Panthers, absolutely terrible. Browns, shit show. Falcons, LOL. They suck. So the Titans, we get to the Titans game. Again, that was when Derrick Henry got hurt, and that was before they had figured out their late season success. Bills, it honestly needed the weather and us running it 5 million times for us to win. And then now the Jaguars. So I will say we haven't really... I guess what you could say our best win was against the Titans, but they still didn't have Derrick Henry. We don't really have a very, like, I guess our two signature wins are the Titans without Derrick Henry and the Bills in, like, a rainstorm. So not to be that guy, Kurt, but, like, if you look at our 10 wins, not the most impressive resume I've ever seen. No, it's not. And it's funny because that was my takeaway, but for the inverse reason. So aside from the, the Dolphins game, which the Patriots had zero business losing. Right. That was bad. You've played good teams, and you can't beat them. Should you beat the Bucks in the last second field goal? Maybe. Should you beat the Cowboys if you can stop them in a fourth down? Maybe. <sighs> I was at that game. They're fucking Should stuck. you have gotten down 20 to nothing to the Colts and have no. to come back furiously? No. And then the Bills game, your defense play, laid an egg at home yeah. to clinch a division, potentially. And then we lost the Saints, too, and I think that was just a bad game. Um, that, was, that was our bad game of the year. Yep. So, I mean... You know the playoffs. Obviously, only good teams are there. So the the Patriots, if they're going to win a game, they're going to they're going to have to beat a good team. So oh, yeah. that's where we're at, Bruno. <laughs> that's a pretty good segue to this game. I'm I Kurt again for the people at home. I, Kurt said before we started recording, we didn't even talk that long. He said, "I have a game we're going to play. Do you want to play it?" I said, "What is it?" He said, "I'm not telling you." And I said, "Okay." So that's that's the extent of my knowledge for this game. <laughs> so, Bruno, when <laughs> I was a kid. Oh, I like where this is going. I used to <laughs> be obsessed with this thing called the NFL Playoff Simulator. I don't know if you've oh fuck. I don't know if you've if you've heard fuck of it. Yes, I've simulated many times in my life. So the 2021 <laughs> NFL Playoff Simulator. Okay, okay I'm ready. So Bruno, um, yep. I used I think it comes like back when it was a 16 or 17 week season, 16 games. Right. I think after like week. 13 the simulator comes live so you can pick yep. every single game <laughs> for the rest of the season and you come up with your your list of yep. who makes the playoffs yep. well bruno we're gonna yep. we're gonna do it 
We're going to do it for, for this. It. for this. So yeah, so this, this is going to be fun. So we're going to get the playing the field playoff standings, okay? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. So, Bruno, I'm going to – week 18 starts yep. Chiefs at Broncos. Just re- who, wh- what are you thinking? Chiefs at Broncos. As much as I – as much as for the Patriots to win the one seed, I just can't see the Broncos. The, with Drew Locke, they're not being the Chiefs. I agree. We'll go Chiefs. Yep. Dallas at Philadelphia. Hmm. I mean, the the Cowboys don't really have a ton to play for. Neither, Neither do the do. Eagles. They I, both it, are in. I, just give me the Cowboys. They're going to yeah, want to play well. Take the Cowboys, the right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Pittsburgh at the Ravens. Ravens. I feel like, you know, yeah, just take the Ravens, you know, because, I mean. Tyler Huntley's going to win a game. He's going to go into the offseason being like, I'm the backup QB that everybody wants. And Pittsburgh has been so, so bad on the yep. road. There was a stat I said last night, like, they've been down by three touchdowns or more at halftime three times this year on the road. Like, that's just, that's, that's not good. That's no bueno. Nope. Bengals at the Browns. Bengals. Yeah, I mean, well, stats got to pick the Browns. Uh-huh. Um, Green Bay at the Lions. Lions! No, I want to say Lions going to be the Packers. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you freaking imagine? That would be hilarious. Uh, Tennessee at Houston. T- has to be the t- Even though, like, again, I yeah. want the Texans yeah. to win. It has to be the Titans. Yeah, being realistic, the Titans. Uh, Colts at the Jags. Now, don't eat Kurt. Bruno, <laughs> the Colts have not beaten Jacksonville on the road since 2015. Like, last year, the year before? Like, that is crazy in recent years. Yep, they have not beaten the Jaguars since 2015 on the road. Colts. I, I, has to be. I, I guess. Yeah, that is crazy. But, I mean, I, can you imagine? Oh, God, that'd be so fucking sick. And then the, Raid- and then the Raiders and then uh, the Chargers can tie, and then the, the Colts are out. Um, so let's go Bears at Vikings. A pretty um, meaningless game. Any of those teams Bears. are getting in. Fuck it. Fuck it. The Bears. Uh, the Washington, whatever their name is going to be, yep. uh, at the Giants. Again, no one cares, Oof. but let's just pick it. I have to. The Giants are such a disaster. It has to be the football team, right? It has to. <laughs> it can't be. It can't, if I have to see Glennon play Fucking quarterback, Glennon, it ain't going to be good. No. Um, Saints at Falcons. Oh, I'm going to go Falcons. They're going to finish on a high note. Okay, because that that would eliminate. But it's like. Let's play. Let's play around with this. So let's say, let's say the Falcons win. Okay, we'll okay. come back to that game. Yeah, we, let's yeah, Falcons yeah. win that one. Okay, Jets at Bills. Je- sorry, Jets at Bills. I want to say Jets. Yeah, it has to be Bills. Bills. Pats at Dolphins. I mean, a Patriots confident. Panthers at Bucks. 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 Come on. Seahawks at Cardinals. Probably. I mean, it could be Russell's last game as a Seahawk, but I feel like Arizona Cardinals, has too yeah. much on the line. Too much yeah. to play for. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco at the Rams. This is the hardest one of the week because we don't know if Jimmy G. I, let's go with Jimmy G. Not playing, and then I'm picking the Rams because I don't okay. think Trey Lance is beating the Rams. Okay, so we want the Rams, and then the last one, Chargers at. This is the oh, Raiders. maybe this is the toughest one to guess. I'm gonna go in a season of surprises, in a season mm. where everybody doubted them. I'm mm-hmm. rocking with the Raiders. That's quite simply what I'm rocking. Or should we go tie? <laughs> should we go tie? <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right. So we we'll go Raiders. So in the I think the three toughest games to predict here were the Saints at Falcons, right? Okay, San Francisco at the Rams, and then the Chargers at the Raiders, right? So right now with what we said, Raiders beating the Chargers, Rams beating the 49ers, and Falcons beating the Saints, right? The fir- the one through seven in the AFC: one Tennessee, two yeah. Kansas City, yep. three Cincinnati, yep. four Buffalo, yep. wild card teams: New England on the road in Buffalo, six seed. Vegas, hey, <laughs> on the road at Cincinnati. Um, Indianapolis drops to a seven seed on the road at Kansas City. 
So that's what we have there. Now, if the Chargers somehow beat the Raiders, um, the Chargers are the seven seed, not the six seed like Vegas would be, and the, and the Colts go to six. So we get that Chargers-Chiefs matchup. And we get Indy at Cincy, Patriots at Buffalo. It looks pretty fucking likely the Patriots are playing at Buffalo. Yeah. Now, I will say this, though. If the Patriots lose... <laughs> Kurt, shut the fuck up, Kurt. <laughs> if the Patriots lose and the Raiders win, we're the seven seed at Kansas City. Oh, my God. Yeah. No thanks. If the Patriots lose and the Chargers win, we are the sixth seed at Cincinnati. So, we could be 7, 6, or 5. Oh, let's fucking go. Now, okay, let's talk about NFC right now, the way we have it. Okay, with the Rams beating the 49ers and the Falcons beating the Saints. Okay. Number one, Green Bay. Bye. Done. Two, Rams. Three, Bucks. Yep. Four, Dallas. Okay. Five, Arizona. So, we get that same game we saw this week, Arizona at Dallas. Oh, that would be kind of crazy. Be a good game. San Francisco and that really good defense and that pass rush as a six seed at Tampa Bay. Good game. That is a good game. Uh, Philadelphia at the Rams. Who knows? Philly could beat the Rams. I'm Philly just going to go out and say that. Yeah, I agree. So that would be an electric slate. Now, yeah. let's say the Switch Falcons them. don't beat the Saints, and right. the Saints pull that out. Philadelphia goes to the sixth seed and goes to Tampa Bay, and the seventh seed is New Orleans at the Rams. There are some banana land things happening here in this, in this thing. That is bananas. So... Those are your scenarios that you come up with to play on the field. I really do think I really do think the Patriots win and they'll be the five seed. And, and part three in Buffalo or part three against Buffalo this season happens and uh the the Pats uh get a chance to win the win the rubber match. Kurt, I'm not saying I'm guaranteeing a win over the Bills, but I do think again, you and I both agree that the least desirable is going to Kansas City in round one. No no we don't want to no, do that. No, no, no. Kurt with the way the Bengals are playing, they are balling the fuck out. I'm not saying it's impossible for us to beat the Bengals. I think we could, right? I'm not saying it's impossible. I just would much rather play the Bills. Like At least the Bills are a team we know, right. and we've played, and we have two games of game tape against them, right? Like At least it's a team that's easy to prepare for. And I think 100% of the pressure would be on Buffalo. Yes, hosting it, and this is they've been talking all season about how the things have changed, and they're the AFC, Kurt. No pressure on the Patriots in that case. I tell you what, Sean McDermott wants zero part of playing <laughs> Bill Belichick again. Yeah. Zero part. Yes. Regardless of what Josh Allen just said. C- congratulations, Bruno. You just convinced me that I want to play Kurt, Buffalo. You know how, first of all, thank you, and you're welcome. Second of all, you know how we always talk about bulletin board material? You don't think the Patriots have everything the Bills said after that game, everything Sean McDermott said after that game where they beat us, Josh all Allen that shit. saying they forgot who the fuck I was yes. running into the Stephon locker room. Stephon Diggs, like, flipping off all of our fans in the end fuck zone. You, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Shut up. Kind of funny, I will say, yeah. but, you know, still disrespectful. You don't think we're going to be fired the fuck up for that game, Kurt? I, Kurt, nothing would be sweeter than to let the Bills have one year when Cam Newton got COVID and sucked as our quarterback to be the AFC East champs, and then we take it right back. Nothing well, would be they well, would still be the AFC oh, East well, champs. Fuck you, fuck you. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> we get the win when it counted. Yeah. So I will say this, too. This was an interesting tidbit, and I don't know where he's getting this information from, but Peter King, who's a pretty yeah. well-in-touch source. He's an old fart. but he Yeah, old fart, but he's, he's pretty uh, relatively reliable. Um he has said if the Patriots are the five seed and Buffalo is the four seed. Yep. The rumor in the NFL circle 
there is a Monday night football game for the playoffs this year. Is that it's going to be Patriots at Buffalo Monday night football. <laughs> that means cold. <laughs> that means weather probably. I don't that's good for the Patriots. You oh, don't yeah. want Josh Allen out there with fucking seventy and sunny. No thanks. No nope. um, I do think that kind of shafts the Patriots a little bit though, because now you got a short week in the playoffs if you win that game. Right. So I, that wouldn't be great. So but I don't know. The only game of the day, imagine that, Pat's Bills. Oh, that would be electric. Well, regardless, the Patriots are going to the playoffs, and we're going to one more segment, Bruno. We got one more, we got one more segment. Welcome more back. Welcome segment. back, because it is now time for the Stats Guy segment. Bada bing, bada boom. It's motherfucking Stats Guy in this bitch. It's motherfucking Stats Guy. Let's go, boy. Hello. Stats guy, before we get started, are you going to wish me a happy birthday week? <gasps> yes, of course. And hold at, on. Stats guy, as you know. Put your I, phone down. Put no, your phone yeah, down. At, stats Put guy, we all see phone what you're down. doing. My s- phone is where I have my stats for the day. Stats mm-hmm. guy. It's locked. Are okay. you okay, going to, are we going to reminisce on the time where you said, I will bet all of my life savings that I'm younger than Kurt? Shall we talk about that again? She doesn't I'm sorry. Know. <laughs> No, it's or, out of the carriage. I guess funny. you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, honored. Hashtag honored. Okay, Wait, well, now that it's your what day? Week, yeah, what day is it? Wait, hold the phone. The phone is being fucking held. Do you remember one of the first episodes that I was on? And I t- we talked about dreams, I think, <laughs> and like nightmares. Sounds like something we talked about, but I don't remember. I remember saying something along the lines, somewhat... Okay, either I dreamt this too, and this is like a weird deja vu moment, or someone needs to go back and listen to this episode where I mentioned this. Okay. I'm pretty sure I talked about having a dream where it was we were celebrating our birthday weeks. Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened yesterday. Forget. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say when I said, you said, help me celebrate my birthday week, and then I said, hold the phone. For those who can't see, Kurt literally picked up his phone, and for yep. some reason that triggered my memory. Triggered. Or that could be deja vu. And that was that. All right. Anyways, so, yeah, so anyways. to celebrate your birthday week, I'll now be performing my rendition <laughs> of Happy Birthday. Oh, Kurt, cut it. Kurt, cut, cut it. Happy birthday. That's I, it. That's I, the whole I, thing. I like, can I mute her? I can. I can. I could have <laughs> muted her. <laughs> oh, nothing. All right. Well, we're off to a flying well, start, Stats Guy. Happy birthday week. What is what the day, is day it? of your yeah, birth? No, that's for you to guess. So uh, it's Stats Guy. You get one guess. It's between today and and a week from today, and it's not double digits. January 7th. Ooh, so close. It's the 8th. Oh, rats. I feel like you're an odd-number guy. I'm an odd guy. Don't tell him when mine is, because we're doing this next week, and he's guessing. He can't look on Facebook all week. I forgot. next week. Well, never mind that. I forgot that I couldn't do that, Kurt, until you mentioned it, and I'm looking forward to forgetting again. (laughs) Good. The listeners will never know when it's going to come, then. Never know. So anyways, yep, off to a flying start. Stats guy, uh, do you have as good of a stat as that intro was? No. I would say no. <laughs> well, thank you for your honesty. Because Stats guy did text me today saying that there was a, a good stat coming our way today. Okay. Well, don't hype me up because I got really excited about this when I had the idea, when I was kind of formulating how I would talk about this. It's an actual stat. I had one stat a couple weeks ago where you were like, wow, that was an actual stat. I can't <laughs> even remember what it was. Probably a stat. <laughs> Probably a stat. Um, so here we go. I would also like to take a moment to thank you all for, uh, understanding my physical unwell-being last week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you. Yep. Yep. You're welcome. 
That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right. That's why I come back. <laughs> okay. All right. So as you may or may not have discussed yep. so far, Kurt and I mm. had a wild experience at the Patriots game this past weekend. Box seat living. Box seat baby. <laughs> back box. box seat back seat right. Bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were front left, though. So mm. Okay. Front left. Of the box? Oh, yeah. We quite literally could not <laughs> have more front or more left. I was trying to figure out what that meant in relation <laughs> to where our box was in the field, in the stadium. Yeah, yeah front but, left. So that yep. didn't make sense. But in the box, yep. front left. Mm-hmm. So it's one and two, one might say. One might say we're driving. One. Front left, driver. Drive out, chauffeur. <laughs> um, when we left the game, we there's there's a whole area of the, sec- the stadium I've never seen before. Obviously, because I will absolutely never be going back. I will never have the money again to see this part of the stadium. Mm. It's, oh, wow. it's, you need a bracelet to go in. Mm. There's food being served on silver platters. I wish I was kidding. Um, there's TVs S- everywhere. Sushi. It's indoor. It's heated. Well, no, that was in the actual box. But oh, outside, yeah. we walked through. There's places to get drinks. And I said to Kurt, can should we get a drink or food before we go up to the box? And he had been told by his friend, like, free drinks. I was hungry. I'm always hungry. Same. I will never not be hungry. Hashtag relatable. I'm an empty, bottomless pit. Mm. I refer to myself as garbage disposal. I was like, mm. should we get food before we go into the box? And he was like, I don't really know if we get anything for free when we get up there. Anyways, this area we're walking through is also where we walked through when we exited. There's TVs everywhere. So we... um stopped to watch the football games that were on nice my favorite team the cincinnati Bengals. were your, playing your fi- that's your favorite okay your favorite team sure i love the <laughs> uniforms and i love the end zones okay specifically oh. the helmets wait was that closer to the was that at one closer to one o'clock or closer to the end of the game it was after pat's game had ended oh so we you watched the end the of box. the Bengals game which was electric yeah we did hell yeah it was absolutely electric hell so yeah. that the series of events okay is leading me to what made me think to do research on said stat. Okay, mm. I'm ready. Bring it. Also, if you guys all heard that white noise in the background, that would be Kurt pouring a box of pasta into water. <laughs> Did anyone heard that? Because we're a multitasking group. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, we are. So I had asked Kurt Field of playing the field. He said something. Oh, <laughs> my boss called. Oh. Wait, wait, that's me. Wait, didn't I say I was your boss one week? Yes. <laughs> Should I answer? No. Now, what did you call yourself, Bruno? Bruno Rigatoni or whatever that guy's <laughs> name was. I just put Rigatoni in the water. Uh, uh, Chris Manfredoni. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, Manfredolio or whatever I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways. All right. Anyways. Yep. Uh, score was close in the yep. Bengals game. Yep. And we were talking about a field goal, something like that. Something, Kurt said something to the effect of they should just go for a field goal. And it was like the second down or something. Yep. I had to reroute my thinking because I was under the interpretation you can only go for a field goal if you are on the fourth down. Okay. I learned over the weekend this is not the case, but that Mm. is what I'm assuming is just the most common time to do it because obviously you want to try to get the touchdown or you want to try to keep your offense on the field for as long as possible. So you don't resort to doing... Right, because it really only happens at the end of the game. Because otherwise it doesn't make well, a whole lot of sense to waste it down. So you're, you're right. It is, oh, that happens sometimes late in the game if a score is uh, tied. Like if it's on a second down or something. They'll right. Because like, so if, if it's a second down and, yeah. you've, and you really – if you fuck up the snap, mm-hmm. you don't have to kick it. It just goes to third down. Just hold the ball. True. 
So that's why they do it on earlier downs, sometimes sure. late in the game. I remember the situation. You said something like, because you try to Teresa Caputo predict what's going to happen during the football game. And he said, oh, he's going to take a knee on the first down and then kick a field goal on the second. And mm. I was like, wait, what? And that's what? quite literally exactly what they did. What? So I was thinking about fourth downs because sure. remember the episode uh, where we were talking about when to go for the two point conversion? Yes. Versus just one extra point. Yes. And then I grew in my respect for the sport of football because Kurt was like, well, think about the Atlanta game. And if it's 28 to 3 and it's 19 mm. points and you get this many touchdowns and this many field goals and this many extra points and blah, 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 blah. Yep. It's like, but when do you decide to not go for a field goal or you decide not to punt it? You decide to go for it. When okay. it's like fourth and one, fourth Analytics, and Analytics, baby. Right. I live for this shit. This is the kind of stuff that makes me respect the game of football as a mind sport mm. more than it is just big heads running against each other in a field. Big head. Big or head. as one of my favorite tweets of all time said many, many moons ago, a glorified game of catch fetch. I think fetch. That's so an over glorified game of fetch. So as you guys might remember as being adult humans who have been watching football for quite some time do you feel any sort of patterns in terms of football teams going for it on fourth downs what about what can you rephrase the questions any the patriots or any team any team i think they're what was the actual question over recent years i don't know what the actual question was (laughs) yes i think i think the trend lately has been more you go for it on fourth down the kick you're simply correct yeah um, this season has the high or the last four seasons in a row has the highest percentages of fourth down conversion since 1991. That's a good stat. We can thank um, Brandon Staley <laughs> and, and John Harbaugh for those. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and the Ravens. Yep. Um, teams have been. This is. I'm just rattling off these facts about fourth down conversions. Teams have gone for it more each year over the past nine years. So since about yep. 2012. Sounds right. Um. Do you want to guess on any sort of percentage of how many times or like what the percentage is of teams that like, let's say the balls on fourth and one, the percentage of the teams that will or the times that a team will go for it versus kicking or punting? Well, they don't always have the option to kick a field goal when it's fourth and one. So I don't I have we'd have to get well, like um, you can go like Bill Belichick all the time. If they're at like the like the 48 yard line, yeah, if it's fourth and one, he'll he might go for it. But, like, if you're backed up on your own seven-yard line, you're not mm-hmm. going to go for it on fourth and one. Yeah. So, I don't – this question's tricky to me, but I feel like, Ab, is the question more, like, in a scoring position or just in general, how often do you go for it on fourth and one? In general, how often do mm. teams go for it on fourth and one? 42% of the time. Random guess. 35% of the time. 70.1%. Oh, Holy shit. shit. That's a lot. So I'm just trying to take into consideration like how many yeah, fourth position. how many yeah. fourth and ones you have on your side of the field. Like you're not right. gonna go for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eh, weird. Mm, might have to do a little bit more digging into that. That was just the generalized stats, didn't okay. break it down okay. Okay. which yeah, side no, of the field you yeah. want it just said generally. Okay. Yeah. It um, might be scoring position. That that wouldn't shock me for scoring position. Like if you're right. Like fourth and one, yeah, like we're going. Like yeah. that we're that wouldn't shock going. me at all. Malcolm, go. So <laughs> obviously also <laughs> makes a difference if it's fourth and one, fourth yep. and two, fourth and three, obviously. True, true. 
True. That makes a difference. So I think the reason why it's so high on fourth and one is because obviously the success percentage is a lot higher on those conversions. Yeah. Do you want to guess? So I said the fourth and one conversions have gone up over the course of the last nine years. Chef Kurt and the house boy. Sorry. Um, which has been since 2012, what the amount of teams were going for in 2012 were like the same percentage, but in 2012. So how the much same th- question I just asked, but in 2012, okay. I'll go with my 35%, 42%, 35.3%. Uh, let's fucking go. But can you think about how long football has been around for? And just over the course of nine years, people going for it on fourth and one has doubled. Well, that's where this analytics thing is kind of really taken True. storm the last couple of years. These True. NFL teams are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to mm-hmm. literal nerds to go sit up in the Nerd. press box sit up in the press box and tell the head coach like hey your winning percentage goes up 18 percent if you go yep. for it on this fourth down yeah yeah and True. obviously sometimes they listen to the analytics and sometimes they don't um, you know who is not an analytics guy bill belichick he goes for it on the least amount of fourth downs in like the league he does is that um, one of your stats i just really fuck you over no it wasn't one of my stats but one of the things that i was where I was learning about this information also referenced like Bill Belichick. They referenced some sort of a game. I think it was last season. I can't really remember. There was a fourth and one opportunity. All the analytics were pointing in the direction that going forward on fourth and one was going to be successful. And it wasn't, was it against the Colts? I think it was against the Colts. Uh, he a had few a fourth and two against the Colts back in like 2006 that he went for in our own territory. He didn't get it. Manning yes. went down and scored. Yeah. He didn't get it, you said? Yeah, Bill did not convert. Yes, I think that was the game that they were referring to. Was it Tom Brady coming back from IR? Mm. Well, it was when Peyton Manning played for the Colts, so 2006 sounds right. It might mm, Brady was an IR. Maybe it was 08. Oh, it was after. It might have been 08. Hold on. Kurt's sifting through the dictionary Sift. of football Sift. in his brain. Sift. Anyways. Um, it was the AFC Championship. No, no, it wasn't. Not the AFC Championship game. It was a regular season game. It was the Pats versus the Colts. Long yeah. time ago, Peyton yeah, Manning, yeah. Tom Brady. So in situations like that, obviously there's also the speculation from teams, the Colts and the Pats are huge rivals. So when things like that don't work, they obviously get tons of scrutiny. But then I guess shortly after that game, when that play did not work out, like everybody realized what the actual win percentage of was or should have been on that conversion. And it just didn't work. And everybody was like, okay, Bill, like actually the stats were pointing in your direction. Yeah. So you're not dumb for making that call. Right. So on fourth and one conversions, we were talking about the difference between like fourth and one, fourth and two, blah, blah, blah. The success rate of fourth and one conversions is 64.6%. And that's like league wide. So statistically, just that alone. can thank Tom Brady for his masterful quarterback sneaking to up that one because he is so good on at doing that. Kurt. What? <laughs> Stop jumping the gun. Kurt, Kurt's a gun jumper. On four and fourth and three, <laughs> the success rate goes down to forty five point one percent from sixty four point six. So that also makes a difference. But what I found was wildly interesting was that the stats on the success and the conversion rate on third down in the same distance, same yardage is the same. So if it's hmm. third and one, the success rate of getting to that first down is 64.6 percent so it's pretty consistent from third and fourth yes Hmm. which i think is interesting that is interesting um 
last little tidbit of information was the quarterback sneak, which is... Mm. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. So one of the most underused plays across the entire NFL. But in my non-football player experience thought... Thought. So many quarterbacks are tall. Josh Allen, tall. And so to me, if it's fourth and one... I feel like if the center snaps the ball, quarterback gets it, just fall forward for first down. Obviously, it's more complicated. Yeah, but it's not that. that it's, yeah, it sounds great on the surface, but when you have five guys standing over the A-gap, it's like, mm. oh, Love five guys. Five A-gap? guys and A-gaps. Like, and not great. A-gap? A-gap. Uh, come on. Sorry. A-gap right A-gap. over the center. Like, right I mean, it's, it's literally yeah, tight. I mean, when you have like five 300-pound <laughs> men running at you, I'm sure just falling forward isn't quite simply as easy as it sounds. Yes. Um, but, but we digress. It's one of the most underused plays in the NFL collectively, but especially on fourth down conversions, Yep, which I find wildly interesting. Yep. And Chef Kurt is not at his mic. <laughs> That's all right. We're, and we're so I'd like on. to wait for him to come back. Nope. Nope. You will not. We're going to soldier on. I'll answer for Kurt. Hit me with it. Okay, fine. What? Um, I literally had one closing stat and you decided that then was the time to continue hey, cooking. Hey, the rigatoni was calling. Yeah, I had to get, take it off. It was getting soft as baby shit. Oh. Well. What was your stat? Consequences. Softer than a roll of Charmin. Um, you mentioned the quarterback <laughs> sneak, Tom Brady. You can thank Tom Brady for that, whatever you said. Yep. Um, Tom Brady is the best quarterback. I was going to ask you guys this, but Kurt you could have just stopped. It. You could have just stopped at the best quarterback. Yeah, period. we would have known the best Yeah, we would have known that. And one conversions. Does it have his percentage? Yes. What is it? Eighty-two. Eighty-six. Ninety. Ooh. Mm. Well, it technically said over ninety, so no specifics. But what? Yeah, it's probably higher. Which than probably that, means not ninety-one, so it's probably like mm. ninety point four. He's really freaking good at it. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. So as a quarterback, Kurt, mm-hmm. QB sneaking, I remember one play in high school where you QB snuck it and someone pushed you in from behind for a touchdown. Dom Pagano. Yeah. Or was Dom Pagano, points? baby. I remember I used to be sneaky back in the day, and we were doing a two-minute drill, and I was yelling, like, spike, like, mm-hmm. to stop the clock. I was like, spike, 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 spike. But it was it was second and one. And I was like, "Wait, spike! Like get the ball. Spike. It's like when the quarterbacks get the ball, get the snap, and throw it right at the ground to stop the clock. It's incomplete oh, pass. Okay. So I was like, "Oh, we got to spike. We got to stop the clock." And I was like, I looked at the downs, like second and one. I was like, "I'm just going to sneak it, get a first down, and then everyone's lined up anyway to spike it. Then right after it, well, it was like eight seconds. So I snuck it, and the defense was like he was yelling spike. I was like, dude, it doesn't matter what I yell. I'm not gonna like." They're yeah. like, you can't yell spike and then run a play. It's like, why not? You simply can't. Yeah, fucking eat you, my because shit. you listen to my words. <laughs> if I say, hey, guys, we're running the ball, and then we throw the ball, does that you can't do that either? Like, yeah, hey, it's called like, an audible. Yeah, loser. Bitch. Ugh. Alert. Oh, I, Abby knows what alert means. Second play the quarterback called, right, Abby? I love sign language. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm, alert. Um, Mac Jones did that during the game. Abby goes, he alerted. I'm like, oh, my God. I've never, a couple been, so times. I've never been so turned on in my whole life. <laughs> a couple alerted. times he alerted. Yeah. yeah. You going to so, alert today, boy. 
Alert, this is just alert. another one of those times where analytics and stats like that just really make me grow in my respect for the game of football and how technical it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, mm-hmm. yeah, I've yeah. never been so good at something where my success in something has been technical. It's almost always been luck. And right. I think that's what I assumed it's like for NFL players, too. But, like, even pass plays or things like they did one thing during the game on Sunday and I leaned over to Kurt and I said oh flea flicker my favorite play Let's go. and Kurt Knowledge. said that wasn't a flea flicker oh. but it looked kind of like it like I have to think about when there's a bunch of guys that are trying to murder you essentially while you're trying to do these little tiny light feather hand- handed passes mm-hmm. back to each other multiple times that shit has to be so practiced that you oh, don't even have to think about yes. what you're doing confirmed yep as it's gotta be second hand yep So anyways, next time your favorite team, like the Bengals or the Colts or the Browns or the Patriots, have an opportunity to go fourth and one, just keep those stats in the back of your brain. There's lots of things that go into making the decision, obviously. I think it was actually the Bengals head coach that said, like, obviously, when you make a decision like that in really high stress situations, you could get a lot of backlash if it doesn't go well. But he said something to the effect of, but I'm comfortable with my decisions. And I was just like, yeah, I simply would make a horrible head coach. Well, that's what Staley said too. the Chargers head coach. He was like, yeah. we're not going to change. Like we're going to, even if we're going to make a mistake, if we don't get it, we're still not going to change who we are. Hey, yeah. consistency is key. That's why I'll never change. A fucking key, baby. Bruno, I think it's about that time. Mm. Uh, well, stats guy, really good stats today. Thank you. Welcome. Love the stats. Uh, love the pod. We're all fucking killing it uh, as usual. And Kurt has to go eat pasta. Stats guy has to go dig into more stats for next week because we all know that she researches them. He, she, it researches them they. a week before. Um, so, again, thank you to the millions of fans and listeners. Kurt, pick six. Who knows this weekend? We don't plan that shit out to like, the night before. So. We do have some pretty good Saturday games. Maybe both Saturday. Right, I'm pretty well, pissed about the Steelers game. Uh, Saturday is yeah, my birthday. Yeah, me too, stats guy. Yeah, class of stats guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Saturday's my birthday, so I'd be a little electric birthday pick six. I would love that. Um, but anyways, you know, regardless, everybody enjoy your week. Millions of fans and sponsors, thanks for the donations. That was always love it. Promo code uh, fuckstats at, what was the website? Uh, what was it? Betterhelp.com. Betterhelp.com. And I'm making a face because I literally thought over the weekend, I was like, that's our new sponsor, and I have to bring it up on the pod, and now I can't remember gotcha. what it was. Well, she'll get back to you at a future time. Next but week. But for now. We will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys. Give me the real.